right on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. If they're going to get their 20th win this week, it'll have to come against the number one ranked team in the country. Coach is already shaking hands, and that's your final buzzer. Final score tonight in Ames, Iowa State 58, Oklahoma 45. Bounce pass into Van, goes to the basket inside, high arcing shot, no good. Rebound in the corner, Van saves it to Keyes, oh, shoots a, a three. Look. It's gone! Woo! Lexi Keyes makes what the three, the Sooners take the lead with four and a half seconds to go. Into Booker, dribbles right, spins with it baseline, lost the ball going up, out of bounds. The buzzer sounds, and Oklahoma has defeated Texas, and they are the outright Big 12 champions. The Sooners come from 15 points down to beat the Longhorns, win the Red River rivalry, sweep Texas for the first time in 11 years, and they are outright Big 12 champions in their final season in the league. Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show, Thursday, Leap Day, February 29. Turn it up, Teach. I need to hear a little bit. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, man, what a night last night. What a shot. Lexi Keys. Three-pointer gives Oklahoma the outright Big 12 championship in Norman. They'll play Kansas Saturday in Lawrence to finish the season, and then they'll – maybe they'll stay. I'll ask him tonight. I don't know when the uh, – I need to look and see when the women's tourney starts. That seems like it'd be – I mean, they're the one seed. They're, they're not going to play for a while, so they're not going to stay. Uh, let's see when I even think about there. How are you going to be up in Lawrence, though? That's kind of a shame, isn't it, Teach? It's like a 40-minute flight home. I guess it's not that big of a deal. Uh, they play in Lawrence Saturday to close out the season. That's a 4 o'clock tip-off up there. The men back home for the next two. They fall last night. Tough offensive night in Ames, 58-45. Back home for the next two, Houston and Cincinnati. Two of the new teams back-to-back in the LNC. Um, Houston Saturday night at 7. Cincy next Tuesday at 7. So you got a couple of really good game times here, folks, to close out the season. 7 o'clock primetime Saturday night. Then a 7 o'clock tip next Tuesday night for Cincy. Let's pick up the Kelvin Sampson conversation here for a second, and then uh, I want to get into uh, the OU men a little bit. But we were talking about before the uh, top of the hour, what what do they do Saturday, if anything, for the guys coming back? Um, it, what makes it – I mean, I think you got to recognize them. I think you have to. But – like, the way Kelvin left is the tricky part, right? I think enough time has passed that we all appreciate everything he did. We all appreciated everything he did when he was here. But you remember, Teach, the end of it was messy. There was yeah. the imp- impermissible phone calls, and he took the Indiana job, but they were, like, it was almost like, uh, I'm going to take a job before... I get in more trouble here, maybe even get dismissed. And it's the Indiana job. Like he got to step up. 
in in historically he took a step up and it was it was just a weird awkward uncomfortable messy end to a great tenure at Oklahoma yeah and I'm sure time has healed some things and and, and maybe I read it wrong but I don't think you know towards the end the way it all played out him and Joe had the best relationship so I'm like I said maybe time has healed some of those wounds and that stuff's in the past but I don't know I don't know how you approach that or handle it. Yeah. There's some people that think they're going to do some big ceremony for them, and I'm like, that's just really awkward. Like, I realized that those guys were important and had a great run, and, you know, Hollis is one of the all-time greats with this program, but you're about to play them, and they're the team that's going to win this conference most likely and, you know, top team in the country. Like, I don't think you can sit there and put some video tribute and stuff out to those guys and then – go out there and play them. I mean, that just seems really weird to me. Except for Hollis, I would agree. Right, right. Like, um, you can make a really good argument Hollis should be in the rafters. Should be. I, I, I'm i not even making the argument. I'm saying he is, uh, will be, needs to be. So, I don't think that's going to happen Saturday. Because we just put Billy Tubbs in the rafters. But it's kind of the perfect time to do it if you're going to do it. Because who knows? That's true. Who knows when he'll be back. But he is on the opposing bench. He's not a... What is he? The he, What is his role? Is he their uh, director of operations or... Sorry, I just hit my microphone. I'm looking up his He title. was an assistant, but I don't think he's in that role anymore. I'm, uh, Aquinas is an assistant. Kellen is an assistant. Right. I'm pretty sure. Unless he uh, was a uh, director of ops and now is an assistant, but it seems like he swapped positions of whatever it was he was doing. All right, here we go. I got some titles for you. Kellen, assistant. Aquinas, associate head coach. Hollis, special assistant to the head coach. All right, so I, I think, you know, they've expanded the coaching staffs this year from you can have three to five assistants, so I guess he's a full-on assistant now. Okay, okay. Special assistant. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> He's, he's an assistant to the assistant. To, <laughs> he's vice president Lauren, to the vice president. Lauren is the director of basketball operations. Lauren Sampson. Oh, wow. I didn't His know that. His daughter's on the coaching staff now. <laughs> she's got all maybe of she's them. Been, maybe she's been for a couple of years. I don't know, but I didn't know that until just now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think probably you acknowledge it and you let everybody clap for him. Kelvin, Kellen, Qantas, Hollis. Wave, you know, before the game. Yeah, do you just do a please welcome back former Sooners, yes. blah, 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 announce them, everybody claps, Maybe. and then you go into the introductions? Have the P, have Jim Miller, PA guy, say that uh, right before starting lineups maybe and let everybody applaud for them and they wave at the crowd and then and then go? I don't, I don't think you play a video. No. I don't. I mean, unless you're putting Hollis in the rafters, which I've got no wind of that. Then I think it maybe that's it's that simple, but that seems um, in some ways not enough. But you're about to play him, so I don't know. It's it's a really weird thing. It's cool, but you know how do you properly acknowledge him? I guess is the question. Tough situation. It's, it's a, it is. It's a really tough situation, especially when you are. Uh, Quanis is one thing. Kellen's one thing. Um, 
but Quanish, you're right, is he's going to be there one day. Hollis. And it is, uh, uh, Hollis, sorry. Hollis. Not it, Quanish. You, uh, Hollis. You. No, sorry. I've got Quanish on my mind. I was thinking we should just run him out You've of the uh, arena. You've had on your mind for yeah. the last <laughs> We should just years. run him out of the arena. But Hollis, um, it is the perfect time, but just that's really an awkward situation. Like, I just don't even know how you do that and have your guys sit there and watch that, even though they know. I mean, if they've followed any type of Oklahoma basketball history, they know, hey, Tallis Price, he's one of the all-time greats, you know. So that's uh, yeah. that's, that's tough. What's crazy is Hollis has been around long enough and played long enough ago that these guys weren't even around when he was playing. So Yeah, like I don't – and he didn't have like a major professional career. Right, right. So yeah, I think you're right. I, I think the current OU players – have very little, if any, idea who Hollis Price is. I mean, they would have had to have studied their basket, the Oklahoma basketball history and yeah. watched tons of yeah. film and highlight and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, we'll see, I guess. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'll see. You won't see. You won't be there. But we'll, I'll see what they do on uh, Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Um, I don't think last night changes anything for OU. We, we said yesterday in the laundry room that – in my opinion, and I think you agreed, it was the toughest remaining game. Barely. Yeah. But because it's on the road, and, you know, they're now 17-0 and at home this year. Slightly tougher than the Houston game on Saturday, even though Houston's number one, because at least you get them at home. But nothing's changed. They need one win, I think, to, to secure an NCAA tournament berth. Two, and they're, it's all peachy. They still got Cincinnati coming to town. That's the most likely win. Uh, I still think the game in Austin is the second best opportunity. And then uh, Houston Saturday night, I mean, you beat the number one team in the country, and what are we even talking about? So it's going to be tough, but I don't, last night might help them a little bit. In fact, that's a question I asked to Porter Moser after the game. Sooners fall last night, uh, 58-45. Here's, Here's a uh, coach. Oh, coach, your thoughts tonight? You know, I, I thought um, for us, we knew we had to make some threes to win this game. Um, you know, because they their defense is so good and they pack you in, they don't let you get to the rim. Um, but I think the biggest story is I think we did a lot of things defensively. I mean, their starting five was seven for I think um, thirty uh, eight. Um, you know, seven for 38, they're starting five. You know, we wanted to control Lipsy and Gilbert. They were two for 13, two for 11. And what happened was their, their sub, Damarian Watson, was seven for seven with nine rebounds. He had 15 points, nine rebounds. He's averaging one point a game. He's hit one three all year. His career high is seven. And, uh, you know, they, we, on, a, on a big play with like five minutes left, our, we were trying to climb back and trying to get a run going. And he hit a three at the at the shot clock. It's his only second three all year. And I thought that that bench, his performance, you know, I think was a difference. Um, you know, we, we we said one of the keys is we we're going to have to be high assists, low turnovers, and really make some threes against them. Yeah. And um, we, we 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 didn't do that. Um, we had 14 assists or 14 turnovers. But um, you know, defensively, the other thing was rebounding. Um, they took 15 more shots than us, or 17 more shots than us. Um, they took 17 more shots than us. 
and I think you know the shooting percentage, and that's that's the difference. You know, um, they got they got some offense rebounds when we did get the stops. Um, you know, and uh, I think that was the difference in the game. We we've, we've got to be tougher. This is this has got to be a prelim for Houston. I mean, these two teams are the two toughest defensive physical teams in the country, yeah. um, and all the numbers show it. I'm forcing turnovers, and um, we got to be better. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna. This loss can't go in vain. We got to learn from this kind of intensity in, the, you know, heating up the guards as we go and play Houston on Saturday. Felt like the final four minutes of the first half. You had a four-point lead at that last media yeah. timeout. They go on the 9-0 run to the locker room. That felt like a real key segment. Yeah, it did. I mean, we, we fouled the guy on, on, on our free. We missed our free throw, then fouled. Yeah. I mean, it's just giving him a bad. I mean, it's just that's like two, three-point swing. We fouled a three-point shooter with one second on the shot clock. Um, you know, we had some looks, too. We, we, we knew we had to make some threes. I mean, we hit ten threes in in, in Norman when we beat them. And the teams that have gotten them, they, they're going to pack that paint, rotate so physical, you've got to knock down some threes. And um, we didn't do that tonight um but i think they got a couple uh turnovers at the end in that run uh at the with, that you're referring to that 9-0 run yeah. they trapped a lows right there and they trapped jv on and those turned into baskets and i thought we were doing so many good things defensively uh up until that point you know being up five we just couldn't get some rhythm offensively are there similarities between iowa state and houston they're both great defensive teams but can tonight help you for Saturday? Oh, for sure. Okay. That, that they're going to they're going to physically get up into Javion and physically get up into Lowe's. So we've got we've got to be able to handle that and, and start the domino. You know, be able to see against Iowa State. You've got to you've got to go downhill to get them rotating, and we just didn't physical enough to get to get downhill as much as we needed to uh, but we did get some shots i mean we we, we did you know um, i remember a couple right here in the second half right in front of our bench we had two or three looks that it but uh defensively like they had 58 points you know their starting five made seven shots they're a top eight team i mean we did some really good things we just watson off the bench 15 offensive rebounds and we just we, we turned it over that and I, I agree with you the end of that first half I know you well enough that, that you're uh, you're all in this loss right now, but I also know you're very close with Jenny Baranchek, and there's a lot of uh, people that were at the women's game tonight that are in their cars headed home right now. The first thing what I a, did, the first thing I did after I, I addressed our team, I walked out here and I liked that the women win, and they just told me Lexi hit a shot at the three. So I, I can't say enough. I just want to congratulate the women's staff, all of them. Um, what an accomplishment! What 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 a what a run! Amazing women, and I just I, I, I do I want to congratulate them on, on on a great victory in a Big Twelve championship. All right, a couple of things. One, <clears throat> how many times? This year has the like the seventh or eighth guy on the scouting report had a career day against OU. It's not even just this year. It, it goes over the last couple of years, and I don't know why that is or how that happens. But, yeah, Watson last night was – you were saying earlier, I don't know if uh, Iowa State's got any guy on the uh, team that is going to be an NBA-type player. Like, he seemed like it last night. Demarion Watson was yeah. all over the place. Like, he was really good last night. Well, he was the only point, good player on the floor last night, really, both teams. Oh, yeah. 1.6 points a game. He he almost has the exact same numbers as Luke Northweather. Career high is seven. <laughs> He's not a freshman either. And he'd made one three all year. I mean, I'm just repeating everything Coach just said, but. And he goes. He has 15 second half points, 
Nobody on either team could make a shot. This guy comes out and makes everything. 15 points, nine boards, hits every shot he put up. Every shot. And now most of them were right at the rim on these backdoor dives. Sure, but, sure. Um, I feel like that happens almost every game. You're like some guy that's fourth through seventh on the scouting report. Remember the guy at Tech that's hitting the, uh, the chance something? Chance was his name. He's hitting float floating three pointers in the in the corners. Uh huh. He had like twenty nine or something against them in his career high was twelve. I don't know. I'm him off on those, but you know, Texas. The dude comes off the bench against Texas. Remember that guy? Uh, it does seem know. to happen a lot. Is that a disrespect on the defensive end? I mean, I don't know how it's disrespect. It's just I mean, like they, they, they don't terrible don't, luck, isn't it? Maybe like, terrible luck. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just weird. It happens all the time. I know yeah. people are going to text in because we go through this too in football season of why did this mediocre quarterback suddenly throw for four hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns today? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it seems like that in football as well against Oklahoma. Maybe maybe everybody says the same thing. I don't know, but. Yeah, it was Demarian Watson last night, but um, one and twelve now, TJ. One and twelve in the last thirteen Big Twelve games officiated by Doug Sermons. Unbelievable. You know what I say? On. DS is some BS. Remarkable run that he's on. I mean, I mean, last night, honestly, for the first for the first little while, I was like, look at Sermons; he's giving us the calls tonight. And then he went on. It he went on a glorious run. <laughs> At one point, I'm I'm sitting there watching the TV. Like, is this whistle ball or basketball? He got white hot at one point, and everything was going the other way. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, Seven twenty-one. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. TR and TJ back with you. It is the T-Row in the Mo Show. This hour brought to you by High like Tower that. Clinical. I like that. You like that? Sometimes I like to abbreve, you know? I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. <laughs> You don't want to breathe? <laughs> T-Row in the Mo Show. That's kind of fun. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Bringing clinical off. trial opportunities to Oklahoma. Several areas that they are working in. Hightowerclinical.com. If you think that one of their new treatment options could benefit you, check them out online, Hightowerclinical.com, or call or text for more information, 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, I'm proud of this kid, whoever he is. Says, uh, I know who Hollis Price is, and I'm only 17. Excellent. You've educated yourself. You've gone back, probably watched some Final Four highlights, watched some highlights of, uh, uh, I don't keep on wanting to say Qantas. He is on my mind. Hollis and those guys. Uh, Qantas Hollis has been running circles in your brain for two decades. Uh, he now. has. Hollis, uh, much like Buddy Hield, for those of you that are a little younger, the smile, the energy, the enthusiasm. Uh, he was fun to watch. He was, uh, and, and should and will be in the rafters. Are those the next two? 
Uh, Hollis and who? Buddy. Buddy. Oh. Um, I would say yes. Those are the next two. And should be... I'm going to say Hollis should be before, just because of time-wise, should be before Buddy. So, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't before Blake, but yeah, probably. Is Hollis not up there yet because he was tied to Kelvin? I don't think anybody holds that against Hollis. I wouldn't think so. I'm just asking the question. Was Hollis... What... what um? Like, Hollis didn't win National Player of the Year. No, he didn't. Did he? Uh, no. I mean, so Blake and Buddy did that. Correct. But I don't think the I don't think Mookie or I don't I don't know about the other guys. Uh, you know, Wayman, who obviously was a three time All American, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as National Player of the Year, I couldn't tell you about Alvin and things like that. Apollo. No, I don't think I don't think Hollis is attached to that in a negative way at all. Apage, if already addressed. <laughs> uh, Spike wondering. You don't want to breathe? Uh, uh, Gator, excuse me. Hashtag Spike was safe. Wondering uh, who's on the call for radio baseball this weekend. That would be Josh Helmer. Yeah. Yes. Should be at the airport right now, right? Uh, yes. They uh, are they well, on the plane by now, I think. I think they got to the airport at like 6, I think is what he said. Or the flight was at 6. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So I think Headed to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Headed to Vegas, yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh all weekend. Now we did have a change yesterday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday's games both moved up an hour. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. I thought. Mm-hmm. Especially with well, uh, t- Saturday being the late game, and I was like, "Why are they moving things up?" So. Well. I don't know. I don't know. Must. Uh, baseball's funny, man. Baseball's funny. Sometimes coaches just sit together and go, "Yeah, I have no run rule tonight." All right, very good. Uh, hey, you want to move the game up an hour on Saturday? Yeah, sure. Let's move it up an hour. <laughs> um, so tomorrow, four o'clock, pit. Saturday, I'm not looking at anything, teach. So correct me if I'm wrong. Saturday, six o'clock, Cal. Yes. Sunday, one o'clock, Ohio State. Correct. Okay. Thirty minutes earlier than all those on pregame for the. Uh, That's right. Broadcast. That's um. Right. Let's see here. Nahara in the rafters? Question mark. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Hmm. He's one of those that we as fans love, but should he be in the rafters? It's an Atlanta Braves Del Murphy Hall of Fame question. Braves fans will wow. say he should be in the Hall of Fame. Those of us that are intelligent say no. Um, so you're anti-Nahara. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, are we too close you to You just it? compared him. <laughs> I'm saying, is that the situation? Dale Murphy. I'm saying, is that the situation? Would we remove ourselves and he and he would be fringe and we'd say, ah, probably not. Well, who not. cares what he means to anybody else? It's about what he means to us. Okay, well then, yes, he should be in the uh, the rafters. He did not like, uh, or un- unlike Hollis and Buddy, and Stacy and Mookie, he did not take Oklahoma to a Final Four. Correct. But neither did Wayman. Uh, neither did Alvin. Alvin! 
Uh, I'm looking up his career stats here. He did go on to. He had a pretty nice little NBA career. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, he um, he he scored sixteen hundred forty six points in his career. How does that compare to Hollis? I know it's not what it's about, but Hollis compare uh, eighteen twenty one. I mean, they're in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Both would be less than Buddy, I'm pretty sure. That's a good question. I mean, for me, sure, but... Oh, those, other, guess... those other two have to go in first before him. So, I mean, that's... What about Ryan Miner? Uh, probably deserves it, yeah. I mean, I guess at some point you got to say where the cutoff is, but... Um... And why are they slow playing basketball? Get these guys up in the rafters. Come on. Can we get some statues already? More maybe, statues. Maybe more they're the waiting rafters. for the new University North Park Arena, and then they're going to oh, put man. all the rafters up. Put statues of all these guys around there circling the arena? <laughs> Let's do that, yes. <laughs> Wayman, Billy, all of them. A <laughs> the whole slew of statues yeah. pop up over on University Imagine North how big Park. that flatbed truck's going to be to bring those in and <laughs> Choctaw put them in doesn't have storage, storage big enough for that. They're going to have to go to Oklahoma City or something. Uh, Sean says, everyone should wear this and act like an insecure jerk. And he has sent a picture of the blue shirt. So, <laughs> Blue shirt. Kelvin's blue shirt. Oh, the chambray? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he says, everyone should wear this and act like an insecure jerk. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. Uh, he also says, were you surprised as I was by the miracle in Durham last night? The Lazarus-like recovery of Flipkowski yeah. is nothing Amazing. short of divine intervention to save a leg and give hope to all of mankind. Amazing. <laughs> it rolls out there last night almost as a triple-double. Um, yeah, well, the, the kid uh, from Wake Forest is on death row for <laughs> running into him. <laughs> Dateline's yeah. launched an investigation. Astonishing. Astonishing. <laughs> Seemed like the end of a normal game, or was it? Yeah, it's a, it's all like, you know, it's a, all fun and like it's court storming. Hey, we should be safe, all this kind of stuff. And then a Duke play, something happens to a Duke player, and the world melts down. Right? Jay Billis is asking for people to be thrown in jail, detain everyone on the court, tase them all, and haul them off on a big truck, <laughs> ship them to another country because they ran into a Duke player. <laughs> Can't we just detain all uh, four thousand of them and just uh, put them in jail? I saw him yesterday. He was on. He popped up on Sports Center. I was like, oh no! And he was like, well, obviously they're not going to do that. I didn't think they were going to do that. You're just asking me what I thought should happen. <laughs> Everyone should go to jail. That's what should happen. But obviously, yeah. that's not going. Give them all to. citations. Um. Matt from Dewey says, we can pay tribute to Kelvin by presenting him with a sleeve of saltines, then put our neck, our foot on their neck the entire game. Boomer. What What if OU like presented him with a chambray shirt in a frame? That would be funny. You think he would laugh at that? I think he would. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think I haven't seen Kelvin laugh at much lately. Chambray shirt and a lunch pail in a uh, shadow oh, box yeah. together. Yeah, in a shadow oh, box. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> we would like to present Do this we give him gifts? Shadow box to Kelvin. Do we just Center. announce them or do we give him gifts Saturday night? 
Maybe, maybe, maybe we soften them up if we awkwardly like praise them before the game. You know, do it. Well, you That's a it question for teams. Porter. How would Porter feel if that went down before but, they played him? But I, that that to some extent is irrelevant. I mean, not he's your current head coach, so it's not irrelevant. You got to loop him in and say, hey, but. He wasn't here during that era. Oh, of he course doesn't not. Know anywhere near here, no. What those guys mean to us. So how they are on yeah, you gotta ask that. Yeah, of course you gotta bring the head coach in and say, Hey, we're gonna do all this with to your opponent before you play him. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. It's awkward. So I don't know. I think you I think our first idea was the right one. You just announce them. Mm-hmm. Everybody claps, they wave, and now let's go play a basketball game. Then, if you beat them, say, all right, come out here. We got some gifts for you. Sorry about the loss. Come here. <laughs> if you lose, we've got something you for you. You get box, uh, what's behind box two. If you win, you win, nothing. Get on the bus. 736, back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Brent Venables went on the podcast with Teddy and Gabe and uh, had some unfortunate news to share about Jacob Lacey not going to be able to play anymore. He's going to have to retire from sports. Um, That's a shame for him. It's a shame for the football team, TJ. That's a blow. He would have been a starter for them. Yeah, I actually had someone earlier this week call me off the air and say, hey, I heard uh, Jacob Lacey's no longer with the program, may be forced to retire. And I said, last I had heard, like, he was good to go in December, but I haven't heard anything since then. So that is unfortunate. Unfortunate for him and the program. Uh, He tweeted an hour ago, I have I've had two pulmonary embolism incidents in less than a year. Both times I was told I'm lucky to be alive. The game I love was taken away from me, but I refuse to let it define me. Sooner Nation, thank you for everything you have done for me and my family. God has a plan. Go get it. Find out what that is and uh, go be great at it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good interview, by the way, that uh, – Gabe and Teddy had with BV. Good stuff. How about your boy Luca last night, by the way? First triple-double on a birthday in NBA history. Now, that's some specifics. <laughs> I, I saw that last night, and I'm like, how did they? Like, there's no way. I guess uh, somebody's researched it, and I guess there's computer programs that they can quickly look that up but i was like how do you know that but i saw that put out last night and i was laughing like uh is that really even a thing that we were keeping track of but yeah um not unusual for him i was surprised when they said it that he hadn't done it on one of his other birthdays at this point as many triple triple doubles as he's had in his career so how the maps are looking good aren't they um they are they lost the night before to Cleveland on that last second shot oh, but yeah, otherwise yeah. yeah since the uh trade deadline and add in Washington and some of these pieces that they added at the trade deadline they've been playing much better they've they've won like 8 of 9 something like that so question for you oh back to OU men's basketball if Oklahoma was in the SEC this year where would they be in the standings 
And I, huh. I can pull up the standings yeah, for I'm you if, if right that'll help. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see here. So I can kind of glance and see where I think they would be. You it's got, so hard I'll to just run down for the listeners. Tennessee okay. and Alabama are 12 and 3. South Carolina 11 and 4. Florida, Kentucky, and Auburn all 10 and 5. Mississippi State 8 and 7. LSU 7 and 8. Ole Miss and AM 6 and 9. Georgia and Arkansas 5 and 10. Thanks a lot, Arkansas. Vanderbilt 3 and 12. And the Missouri Tigers 0 and 15. Ouch! They're on a 15-game losing streak. Golly. That's that's amazing with a program as good as they were when we were kids. Well, we played them in the NCAA tournament uh, the pandemic year in yeah, Indianapolis. Say three years ago, four years ago, yeah. So, I mean, not they weren't world beaters, but they were a tourney team. They would definitely have a better overall record right now. Obviously, a, meaning they would have a better conference record. I would place them probably right there with South Carolina and Florida in that pack. Probably ten Three, and five, four, five. Ten and five in conference play, something like that. I would say without seeing the matchups and knowing exactly, but I would definitely give them three games right now. Three more wins, three less losses in conference play. And I think that's being fair. It may even be more than that. I mean, because if they're they're going in there and getting a schedule with Georgia and Arkansas and Missouri and some of these teams, it may even be more than three. I'm just kind of trying to play, you know, both sides here and think that they're still going to take some to Tennessee and Bama and South Carolina and probably drop some to those lower teams at, at times on the road. So is three fair? Three games or third place? Three more games. So three more wins at this point right now, three more conference wins, so and three less conference losses, obviously. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. I, I'm, I mean, I've seen – I'm having a hard time because I've seen some of these teams play. Um, and, like, Auburn's a good team. Uh, obviously, Kentucky's got a world of talent. Mm-hmm. South Carolina's got a squad, man. I mean, they're having a great year. So to say they're in the company of those teams, yeah, maybe because you're you're saying three more wins, and the, and the difference is this: that there are really good teams at the top of the SEC, but there's a bottom. Right there's a there's a absolute bottom, and it's multiple teams where you you're not multiple teams in the Big Twelve. You got one or two that you feel pretty comfortable with. That like you OSU and West Virginia are at the bottom of the Big Twelve. They ain't bad. No, they're light years ahead of Missouri and Vanderbilt and Arkansas with what they've done this year, Georgia. So, yeah, there's numerous SEC teams that the bottom feeders on the Big 12 are better than. So what are we right now, 7 and 8? Uh, so 10 and 5 in conference 10 and 5, play, 9 and 6. Yeah. 10 and 5, 9 and I 6. I mean, somewhere, remember that, I mean, that's somewhere between 4 and 7. I think they're definitely better than Mississippi State and LSU. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be interesting, isn't it? Um, I'm just thinking about like it's hard to know. Like Kansas, didn't they handle Tennessee this year? 
in Knoxville, or am I crazy? Did maybe Tennessee beat them? I'm forgetting. But it's hard to know, like, what's it gonna be like when we go to South Carolina? Is that a thing? I don't know. I've never heard of it being a thing, right? But maybe it's a great atmosphere. But they're obviously just having unaware. a great season right now. What's it gonna be like when we go to Florida for basketball? Is that tough? I mean, they've won national championships there, but I've never heard anybody talk about what a great atmosphere they have at Florida. Auburn was great. We went there a couple of years ago. Great atmosphere. They were number one in the nation when we went there. Is it like that when they're not number one in the nation? Kentucky, what I've been told about Kentucky is it's hard to win at Kentucky because they're Kentucky. They're Kentucky. They're Kansas. It's the like calls, they got, It's the arena, the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's as much the arena and the atmosphere as it's just they got a, a bunch of first-round draft picks on their team. Like, I, I don't think Rupp Arena is anywhere close to Fog Allen Fieldhouse. I think it's big NBA corporate. Is it tough to win there? Yeah, there's 24,000 people or whatever, and you're playing Kentucky. Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty rowdy in there when they're going. Is it? Yeah, it seems like it to me. Like, I'm I'm envisioning the, the blue and white pom-poms, and, like, it seems to me they're pretty rowdy there. Oh, my God, I didn't think about pom-poms. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's a vision that's they, popping into my mind with them. They do love their pom-poms they love in the them. SEC. They love them in a lot of places, but Everybody Kentucky in the basketball SEC for sure. love pom-poms. Yeah. LSU in basketball? Ah. Right? I'm just no, like I mean, road going, atmosphere. A lot of these depend on if the program's going good at the time. It's not yeah, a consistent right. year in and year just like thing. Just like, just like it, us. Just like the Big 12, sure. Well, just like Oklahoma. Like, there are a lot of places oh, in the Big 12 where it doesn't matter. Uh, They're going to be raucous. But, um, yeah. hey, it'll be next year, TJ. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, that basketball schedule. We got a football schedule now. Somebody give me a basketball schedule next year. I don't know where we're going. Who's coming here? Where are we going? Are we going to Rupp? Kentucky coming to Norman? Break time. We'll be back. Join Habitat for Humanity this Saturday for the third annual Common Grounds Coffee Festival at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds in Norman from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The event includes 60-plus coffee vendors, artists, live music, and much more. High Tower Clinical. They bring you uh, clinical trial opportunities right here to the state of Oklahoma. Why do I seem so much louder now in my headphones? What's going on? High Tower Clinical. Find out more information. Several area locations. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Mizzou was a basketball school. What has happened? What happened? They're a football school now. Forget that. Going to the SEC has been good for Missouri financially. But they lost the Kansas rivalry, and that hurt them in basketball big time. Being in the Big 12 was much better for them in basketball. Much better. Missouri and basketball in the Big 12 was a great deal. You know, Big 12 tournament, they had tons of fans. They had the rivalry with Kansas. It was it was great. So, um, yeah, that, that is uh, – 
it's a you know, I'm not sad for them. Obviously, we're feuding with Missouri right now. TJ, I call them mid zoo. That's what I call them. <laughs> is that what you call but, them? Oh yeah. Uh, but it is a if you if you are an old Big A basketball fan, then seeing them like what are they? Oh, and fifteen? Did I say something like that? Yeah, it's a little fifteen. Oh, that's a little sad. A little sad. That's a little sad for anyone, regardless of whether they were a basketball school or not. If you're in a Power Five yeah. and you're over in conference Ofer. play at this point, you're, it's, it's, it's not a good situation. Not a good no. situation at all. Uh, this person has sent me a GIF. says, this is TJ every night when he has his soup. It's Garfield shoving a bunch of snacks into his face sitting on the couch. Hmm. Uh, not unusual, people. I had soup for lunch yesterday. Not unusual at all. As I uh, was proven right, Thousands of voters in the poll, normal, normal, according to the majority. 48% said uh, 20 crackers for one bowl of soup is normal. Uh, I had some potato soup for lunch yesterday. Yeah. And there was like a little bowl of uh, oyster crackers there next to it in packs, you know, in in those uh, little packs of them. And... uh, Kevin and I both got some potato soup, and Kevin reaches in and grabs like a whole handful of oyster crackers. I was like, I don't, see, I don't need that. I just want the soup. So I just, I just, ate. it was delicious soup. But I guess he put a thousand oyster crackers in his. I don't know. I was about to say uh, when you said potato soup, I said that's not a regular saltine cracker. That's probably more of a uh, oyster cracker situation. He also asked for a fork because they only had spoons there next to the soup thing. <laughs> And he asked the lady that works there, do you guys have forks? Like, it's not just like he prefers it. He refuses to use the spoon for soup. Top of the hour break, 8 o'clock hours next. T-Roll in the morning show. It's a Thursday. We'll hear more of what Jenny Baranchek had to say after they win the Big 12 championship last night.